welcome to the Trailer Island Podcast, where we compare films and their trailers, and we ourselves are stuck on a magical island of... It's magical? Why not? You never told me there was potential magic here. Well, you know, when all you've got to do is talk about trailers to pass the time on this beautiful island of ours, hence the name, Trailer Island, <laughs> uh, you know, why not be a little bit magical? We oh. can bring the magic. I love this. Oh, wonderful. Yes. I learned a card trick once. Maybe I could show it to you at some point. I felt like do we have any, magic. Do we have any cards? Alex, rearranging the cards into into order isn't a trick. <laughs> oh. We've really, you know, this magic thing has really derailed this opening, hasn't it? Allow it to happen <laughs> and it will be beautiful. I'm just, I'm just pointing out that the magic conversation is not very magical. <laughs> Are you referring to that? Are you, are you referring to the fact that you've been swindling people out of money in, in back alley card games for the last 20 years? That is possible. Yeah. That Three is card Monty. Very, very right. possible. Yeah. Anyway, um, actually, it's quite funny. I was in a short film where I was actually swindling people out of money playing Three Card Monty. It's actually, that's a little bit that, scary that, 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 that you brought that up. a deep cut reference, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, we are the Trailer Island Podcast. And I'm Alex and I'm joined by... Uh, I am signing my name, but it'll come up in the subtitles. It'll be fine. Well, oh my gosh. I'm Matthew. <laughs> okay, so I get the reference that you are, that you are that you are talking talking about there, and I guess if you've looked at the title of this episode, you would know why Steve is making such noises. That's Sound of the- Metal Round Two. Sure, why not? Um, but it's not. It's actually the I guess the complete opposite of that. It's. A newish release that I I went to the cinema to see. I think you yeah. can probably pre-purchase it now already. But I I was lucky enough to see this in a cinema because this, as long along with its predecessor, it is a cinema movie because of the sound design. It's so good. Mm. You know, you need you need that sort of high fidelity range to sort of really appreciate what they've done with the sound in this one. Yeah, much like Dunkirk in a way. It, mm-hmm. That's the opposite problem. Like that's a loud movie, but you appreciate that more with a good sound system. Yeah. It does raise a challenge when you're trying to work with, I guess, the sounds of silence mm. In, a, mm. in a film, which can be articulated with loud noises. <laughs> but I suppose the best thing to do at this point is to introduce the film. Who would like to introduce the film? Me. Steve. Okay, guys, here we go. This week we're doing Quiet Place Part 2.
So, interesting little tidbit, and coming off that trailer as well, uh, they use a little, like, review quotes. They do, yes. There. Two things. Uh, first of all, uh, one of those quotes is, well worth the wait. Yes, and it's, it's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, this is, this is because this film had its world premiere two weeks before the world stopped. Back in, that would have been... March last year. March. Hang on, A Quiet Place 2. Yep. Had it. Had its world premiere two weeks. I think it was two weeks. It might have been a week. But um, I think it was pretty bang on when stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah, when when they started delaying theatre releases was... (laughs) um, Yeah, it's really unfortunate for this movie. Like you say, to have a world premiere and then not be able to show that movie to people for a further 12 months is... Yep. A very strange situation for a movie to be in. Second point is I hate that trailer. Oh, oh I quite like it. Why do you... Because it, it shows too much? Uh, it shows too much about the first film. When I... I mean, I hadn't seen the, uh, the first A Quiet Place film until um, we were sort of talking about doing it last year mm. uh, when we were first releasing the, the podcast. Mm. Um, and I made a sort of an effort to, to sit down and actually watch, watch the first film. But before I did that, I watched the trailer to A Quiet, a Quiet Place Part 2 and I saw that John Krasinski is not an actor in that film <laughs> much. Mm. Uh, right. And I'm like, okay, something happened to John Krasinski in the first film. <laughs> Sit down and watch it, and lo and behold, his character is yes, ceremony makes it difficult makes it for him to be in the second one. Indeed, yeah. Yes, but he is in the second one. He is in the second one. Yeah, just as more of a because he's obviously the writer and uh, director of both these movies. Yes, movies. did he direct both of them? He did. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And um, so it was good to see him in this as a sort of glorified cameo. It was just good to see. It was like, oh, there he is. You know, just making a bit of a. You know, hey guys, I'm here. Now that is the, that is the, that is the second time. Sorry, not the second time. That is the first time that I've listened to that trailer with headphones on, because right now I've got my Coca phones on. Because every other time I listen to it on my banana phone, mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't have the experience that having Coca phones on does. And there is some beautiful sound design in that trailer. It actually reminds Which, me of the very first trailer for Alien. In that towards the, the last half of that trailer, there's that kind of high pitch like mm. sound, and that's very reminiscent of the, the the original trailer to Alien and Prometheus. I would say it's probably a little bit intentional as well. Yeah, I would hope so. The, these films are you know, you know they're not slasher movies. They are very much about the suspense mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing. And and for for more or less, the very first Alien film is very similar to that. There's a, there's a bit more blood and gore in that, but it's it is about the long waits. Yeah. between things happening. Mm-hmm. Another quote in that trailer is um, nerve shredding. And I usually hate those kind of quotes, but I actually agree with that one. Like This is mm-hmm. it's so stressful, this yeah. movie, I, much like the first one. I stress ate a lot of popcorn <laughs> in watching this movie. See, now you're not to start like throwing knives across the, the, the beach already, but you're the kind of person who I would not want to see this movie with because... The popcorn would ruin it because I, I think I went to see. No, I, I picked my moments. Oh, look, Thank I'm, you very I, much. I, you're, not, you're not an idiot. I'm sure you would. You know, you'd read the room. Oh, thanks for clarifying. Oh, just everyone. Alex is is not an idiot. In fact, that's largely the reason we can put up with him. Um, but, but no, like, like, I remember having popcorn when I went to see the first one, mm. and I couldn't eat it. Because I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen and I felt like I, I, just, I just left it in the end because I didn't want to crunch during the, the moments of silence. This movie has less of that, but it's still there, like moments of just complete silence or very quiet sound design. Now, another thing that the trailer does not do is that it doesn't, if you can't see it, you probably don't get a real idea of what's going mm. on, do you? Yes. So it's very, very visual and the auditory, as good as it is, doesn't actually tell much story. 
story from an explicit sense, from an expository sense. So this is following the first Quiet Place and it's established that there are these... Aliens, are they? Well, the the first one doesn't really bring it across that they are aliens, but I think the second one very much clarifies that. Yeah, I think they're from outer space is the idea. But we're in outer space. There's a lot of questions left unanswered in this film. Well, I think there's going to be a third one. I think they're going for a trilogy. It is set it up yeah. very much so um, for a third one. But, but th- at the same time, I don't know that we need to know what where they've come I from. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. And anyway, so we've okay. established that in this one, uh, we get a, uh, an idea of what happens on day one when everything happens and goes down. But then the film transitions to literally the second after the first one mm-hmm. took off. Yeah, it does. Which it does very well. Like The continuity is spot on. Mm. Like they do a really good job of of making that like they were shot something like two years apart, I think. Yeah. And I know that, you know, it's a big business, you know, you've got continuity and set design, but like I was actually impressed at how accurate the whole thing was. It was like, well, did they shoot this on the day for later when they were gonna release a sequel? Like it was very well done. Well very well put together. It seems really dangerous with kid actors that they're going to age. Oh, that's my point, is no one look, had looked like they'd aged, which no, surprised I, me so much. I thought the deaf girl was sort of starting to grow okay, a little bit. Right, okay, right. Yeah. So anyway, back to the story. Yes. So the, the story is that mum, played by Emily Blunt, is looking after the two, well, the three kids. Mm-hmm. And we establish from the first one that the eldest girl, she has... A hearing aid, she's deaf, which adds its own complications. Mm-hmm. But the hearing aid that she does, for some reason, plays some sort of weird weird feedback frequency and it freaks these aliens out and it makes them vulnerable to shotguns. But, and my understanding there, <laughs> the reason that this hearing aid is somehow... like you, you, You're a bit surprised that no one else has ever discovered that hearing mm. aids could do this. I think it's because John Krasinski's character, the dad, has been tinkering with so many of them in the first one. I mm. think the idea is that it's slightly altered and different. Yeah. But by accident and by therefore accident, it just works. emits this feedback when held up against a speaker. Again, like it's, it is a horror movie. And I think what I like about it is it does – this is a very, very well-made film, but it does kind of lead into horror B-movie tropes in a way, which is kind of like just sometimes things just – you kind of sweep it under the rug a bit, I think. You just accept that that's the mechanics of the world and sure. enjoy the movie if you, if you take my meaning. I think it does that at the – I mean, that, that's the, the casualty – in telling a, a really decent horror story with decent characters. I think you need to sort of fudge some plot elements a little bit there yeah. so you can make that work a lot better. I, without spoiling anything, the, 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 the boat, if, if the boat getting to the island, I think was like, well, that's, that is a long shot, you know, mm. but, it, but it happens and that's, that's so it can progress the movie. Otherwise, the movie would come to a complete dead standstill really for these characters anyway. Um, well, they, they decide to go on a journey. They go past where they've never stood before, which you see in the trailer, mm. and that in itself brings its own challenges and they have to sort of reach into the world and find a better place to live and that adds its challenges, doesn't it? It really does and, and I also enjoy... It, the, the first one established that you know they they live on like a rural kind of farmland area and mm. there were multiple farms and it kind of established that they were keeping contact even just by campfires like fire signals with these other camps but we never really meet anyone else in that mm-hmm. first movie maybe one or two very brief other people appear so I did enjoy them basically world building but also establishing that there are good people and bad people as well mm. and they they all have their own challenges which was really interesting. To see, it was an added complication 
which is, you know, you're not, you can't make any sound because these things will, will come immediately. And then also, how do you communicate with someone to find out if they have your best intentions at heart? Like you meet and all you can do is sort of like sign. And I just love that sort of, they had no communication when they meet other humans. I think the, um, they, they do that really well. Yeah, I think it gets overdone in some areas, though. The new male lead stepping in for John Krasinski, Cillian Murphy, his character is supposed to be representing that that anxiety the main characters have yeah. over over other humans. And then toward like the middle of the film, we're introduced to yet another group of entirely bad human <laughs> beings. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I was thinking to myself, I don't think we need that in this movie. I think it's... Well, I More think, of an easy way out to really explore that theme uh, rather than going yeah. back to Cillian Murphy's character again. And I think you're, you're probably right in, in the terms of them thematically maybe yeah, overstating it. But I also think they exist to show why Cillian Murphy's character is so anti-helping anyone. Okay, yeah. Mm. That, yeah. That was, that's what I took from that. And then that also then, then also parallels stuff that happens on later in the movie as mm-hmm. well. But there's this idea that he has not had the same experience that the what's the family name? I forget. Not sure. Um, Keep talking, and I'll get back to you. Okay. Krasinski's. The Krasinski's. I was going to call them that, but that's not actually the character name. But because um, obviously Emily Blunt is the Halpets. The, the, <laughs> it is no. You're, that's a bloody office reference, Steve. You nearly had me with that. Um, no, their, their experience in the first movie, again, other than a few bad encounters with, I think, one person from memory. Mm. Yeah, the Abbotts. The Abbott. The Abbott family. That is that, that the Abbott family's experience with humans is that they're all going to chip in and look out for one another and Cillian Murphy's character's uh, experience is the complete opposite and that is that humans are basically, you know, it's like a dog-eat-dog kind of world is what it's become. And so I like that that parallel there. That was very interesting for me. Now, how did you, how was, how was everyone's anxiety in this? <sighs> I think that is an absolute tribute to how well edited this film was. Mm-hmm. There is a, there's a portion of this film, I think, no, probably like a third of this film is 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 a continuous practice and just winding up tension again and again and again and again and these tense moments do pay off mm. only to be like sort of like paralleled with more and more tension at a different scene and then that pays off but at the same token there's another scene going on again and tension's being dialed up again and that happens for about 30 minutes mm. and I love that I thought it was great it it's fu- it's funny really I I did find it sort of funny afterwards that usually when there's a movie that's you know that stressful and and, and successfully that stressful when it's trying to be it usually makes it feel longer because you know you're in the moment of anxiety and like oh what's going to happen but i also didn't feel the runtime Mm -hmm. Mm. like this is a superbly paced movie but also one that i don't know i've never watched a movie that's made me feel that kind of tension but also felt really quick if that makes sense. And that's not a negative thing. I was just surprised by that. I was getting Dunkirk film feels. Okay, so. yeah, sure. What I do like about what it does is, and it did it in the trailer too, is that when you hear, it, it's built up well in a sense that it knows how to frighten you. <laughs> okay, so in in the trailer, in the first 10 seconds, when you're not sure, hang on, is this before or after the event, Lee, the dad, walks through a door in this day one and the the bell above the door goes off and you go, oh, my God, no, 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 no. But okay, no, they're not there yet. Yep. They don't exist. And the film is, is really good at making those moments acute Yeah, and that you go, we know trouble is coming. 
I would agree that there is a sense any good sort of like disaster movie should have this feeling before the disaster occurs mm. and that's that sense of impending doom and mm. this film like you know you're following Lee who's going back to the park and he sees the stuff on the TV and and, and you just know stuff is coming like it, it doesn't really teach you much more about the our villains you know the, the yeah. alien creatures I don't know that the movie was trying to i think it's more focused on the world building as to what's happened to the world of, of humans and what and what we've been doing to to one another to survive like, are we helping each other are we throwing each other under the under the bus you know that kind of thing i think this movie is far more concerned with those kind of questions i think that's probably my main criticism of it is it doesn't really try to do too much more with the premise no yeah it's it's I mean that's that's what a quiet place was all about was was this 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 yeah and I I wonder if they've got to play that fine line between maintaining the style of filmmaking that people are there for but that's possibly at the risk of not giving out enough answers and if they're going to do a third one and it's just the same enemy and we mm. know what we know what breaks them we know what they're vulnerable to we know their mm. strengths what is going to be new and that is, I think, where there's a challenge. Where I, you know, are these things being sent as a planet cleanser before a main attack? You know, that sort of thing. You yeah. really want to get into the law here, don't you? I do because it's got me intrigued. It's got me going. I want to know more about what's happening. Which then, if you've seen the film, and I got to the ending, and I had a big smile on my face when <laughs> there was. It's a nice montage of things that happened at the end, but. I just wanted a few more cut scenes or something afterwards just to give me mm. a, just a bit more information. Well, they are going again for for a bit of a cliffhanger ending. Again, they are going to make a third one. Now, I think they were trying to... Yeah, they, I, th- I don't think they wanted to do the kind of slow resolution. They wanted to go, cool, that's, that, that's, we've resolved most of yeah. the issues and you're going to have to tune in for the next one. To but at, at this pace, it's going to be 10 films long. Well, and that, but that's the thing. And I was, I was just thinking about the comment you made about changing the premise it's not like they can do you know i mentioned alien earlier which again the first one is a slow suspense film Mm -hmm. then james cameron makes aliens which is an action film Mm. and they can't do that with this one because the whole premise is you've got to be quiet so do you make a quiet place three where it's you know they're gonna try and overthrow the monsters but throw away the premise of trying to stay quiet like you you get what i mean you can't they can't really just do that willy-nilly on the way home from the beach cinema I did think to myself, maybe they should call the third one A Quiet Place 3, Bring the Noise. <laughs> oh. And it turns in, yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah, boy. It's, 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 it's the word three as well. And the E's look like ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. They could, they could call it you know, A Quiet World, Bring the Noise or something, couldn't they? And it's a worldwide adventure, mm. you know. I have, to, I have to agree with you on that point, Matt. I think... Both Quiet Place films have done this really wonderful thriller uh, story well. I think they've Mm. done – both films have done character arcs really, really well as well. But if they did the exact same thing and it was still like a really a decent film, I don't think audiences would tune in. I think it would lose – it would lose appeal. It needs to jazz up – what it's got yeah. there. And, and like, don't get me wrong, these films have done well and they're popular because they are good movies. Mm-hmm. But they, the first one did well because the whole word of mouth was you've got to see this movie because then no one can make a noise. Yeah. That was the whole mm. thing. That's why it was you know, initially so interesting to people. 
And, and yeah, I think if you throw that out, you're throwing out the DNA of what made that first film special. Mm. Mm. They've got a real good formula going on, but the challenge is going to be is raising the stakes. Yeah. There is technically a solution at this point to defeating them. Yeah. They're getting to the point where they may be able to share that information with people. But, you know, <laughs> what, what's it going to be? What, they, I think, like, are they going to introduce aliens because they're blind? The aliens are blind. They're super sensitive to mm. sound, and that's what their hunting predator technique is. Are they going to introduce a new level of alien that can see? And if if such an alien exists, why wouldn't you send your aliens that can see initially? I mean, maybe you, you don't want to cheat like a, the first one, do you? Maybe they're the drone aliens. Like they're maybe. they're the basic models, and now they're going to. You know, I don't oh, know. you know what if what if. I'm just spitballing here, but what if though? So yes, you're you're right. So the 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 blind aliens that are really mean and nasty, and apparently tanks or whatever can't destroy them. They're you know they're going to wipe out as much of humanity as possible, and then the aliens from the end of Close Encounters who have always wanted revenge are going to come back now that they've wiped us out and take over the planet. The Spielbergiverse. Yeah, the Spiel- mm, maybe that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, oh, there you go. I, I, I think. I mean, <laughs> you heard it here first, people. <laughs> you two do not seem all that keen on that idea. <laughs> I, I genuinely think if they if they're going to do a third film, maybe they need to concentrate on a new group of characters. I do like the place that the character arc for this family ends in this movie, and I, I hope that's not that's not a spoiler. I think it's it's a good arc across two films mm. for these characters, and it's really satisfying. I want to see what's happening in Australia. <laughs> Assuming any of the aliens got there, everyone's thrown away their didgeridoos. Oh, because like, they make noise. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's another point. Is we we assume this is a worldwide problem, or has America just been quarantined from the rest of the world? Well, America yeah. is connected to other countries. Yeah. Well, actually, so. no. They did say that they had it in China because when he watches the news well, report in it starts at the beginning, in Singapore, doesn't it? Oh, is it Singapore? Sorry, my mistake. I thought it was China. Uh, well, we're boned. We're, 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 we're done. We're boned. Are we? Yeah. Oh, Australia? Yeah. How? Because they're everywhere? Because they're everywhere. Yeah. And we can't mm. be quiet here. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it here well, first. <laughs> perhaps we should get to the point of making a rating out of this thing. Yeah. Sure. Out of what? Cochlear Hearing implants? Aids? Yeah. Hear, hearing, hearing aids? I'm okay uh, with that. Uh, Cillian Murphy beards. Drifting boats or... Um, or I'm, well, what I can only assume were cannibals. Animal traps. Oxygen tanks. Or, um, oh, that was such a good sequence yeah. with that. Such a um, good sequence. Um, um, what, we're thinking this. Right, I, I, I agree. Hearing aids. Yes, hearing I, aids. I, I okay. Hearing aids. All right. Uh, who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, and it's going to be a four. I, I appreciate the runtime of this. I appreciate the editing on this. I think I wanted to see a little bit more done with the premise. That being said, like it's, it's just one of the more tense experiences you'll have in a cinema which is a great sort of follow-up to another super intense experience you'll have in a cinema. I thought all the actors were, were spot on. I can't wait to see what this, I don't know what the, the deaf girl's name is, but I'd like to see her in a lot more pro, uh, projects. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, that's a, a You four. mean the actress or the, or the, the character? Actress. And she is deaf okay. in real life. Millicent yeah. Simmons. Yeah. yeah. I'll go next. I reckon I'm a four as well. Like This film is tight. Mm. This is a super tight made film. And again, I really appreciate that it doesn't blow it out. It doesn't go for two, two and a half, three hours. It's 90 minutes, it nails it, and it fits in exactly what it wants to do. The only thing I have with it is that I've wanted more. I feel like they're holding yeah. back. 
Okay. They're holding back something to string out the range of films. And, you know, if it ran for an extra 20 minutes just to give us or another 10 minutes just to give us a few answers, I would have really liked that. <laughs> but it, it doesn't give that to us. So, But I am at the same time, I'm going to see the third one. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm not normally of a, a fan of film that does jump scares and stuff. Like uh, when I went and saw the original Paranormal Activity and those sequels, I watched a lot of that film through my fingers, like with my hands over my <laughs> face because I'm a wuss. But in this, I was engaged the whole time and I, I wasn't, ter- you know, it did, the film didn't terrify me, it intrigued me and it made me want to know more about the film. The film gave my mum nightmares because I went and saw it with her and my wife and, but it gave her nightmares. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a four from me. Yeah, I, I would I would agree as well with, with a lot of what you guys have said and it's a four from me as well. Again, it would have been a 4.5 if it had done more with mm-hmm. the premise of that first film. Again, the uh, experience of watching the first film and this sequel, whilst very good, I would suggest is the same. Mm. There's no, there's nothing extra in the experience that like yeah. it was just more of the same really good meal, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I really enjoyed it. It just yeah, it didn't bring anything uh, other than I, I enjoyed sort of seeing other groups of people and and how you know the decisions that they clearly made to be good or bad you know that was that was interesting but yeah for for me i I really really i i'm like you alex i usually don't like horror films i'm usually really rubbish in them um but i i love these two films and i love this one it was great what i like is the fact that horror doesn't necessarily mean blood and gore anymore Mm. that it it can mean it, it does lend itself to this really thick thriller vibe yeah i love that Good job, A Quiet Place too. with that yeah. sequel. You gave it four, didn't you? Four. Uh, yes. Four, four, four. That's 12. Hot damn. My maths is amazing. <laughs> hey, we've been the Trail Island Podcast. You can catch us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Deezer, Amazon, Google, all the good places. And be sure to tell your friends. Share the podcast with other people. Share your ideas as well. Send in a request and we'll do those Yes. Too, which yes. is always good fun. You can visit us www.trailisland.com.au. There's a Facebook page. Yes, there is. I've there's a Twitter. There's an Instagram. Yep. Uh, all heaps ways contact us. Good stuff. You can still use Australia Post. Yeah, That's we're, okay. We're available via post. Fax as well. Yes. <laughs> um, I've been tying um, feedback forms to bricks and throwing it through people's windows. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't had any responses yet. I've been getting a Oh, well, you have? Okay. <laughs> you should probably put, stop putting your personal address on those, you know. I'm proud of my work. <laughs> the hut by the two palm trees. It's looking good these days. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's um, well furnished. Uh, Matt, you've got to work on your rock, rock Look, formations. Rocks take a long time to form, so you just have to bear with me. Miss mm. Cannon, Matt, is actually Patrick Starfish. <laughs> uh, Okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> hey, yes, we are the Trailer Island Podcast. I've been Alex and I was joined by... Matthew. Stillian Murphy. Oh, oh that was quite good. That was okay. Oh, pass. Oh, that was good. Oh, good. Oh. good night. <laughs>